One of the strangest things about this experience is that despite feeling like a completely different person, I still have to carry on with my life and go to work. Can we talk about what it's like to keep your day job and not share with clients that you're going through chemo? For the most part, I've been able to do my work without the chemo factor playing into my work life. Voiceovers has been, I guess, a nice normal. When I'm behind the mic auditioning and voicing jobs for clients, I feel as though I'm providing value, being creative, and taken away from the chemical concoction that's infused every other Thursday into my left arm. I've yet to say a word to my clients, agents, or students that I've coached. In some ways, I feel guilty, as though I'm hiding something from them. I have shared with a select few in the voiceover community, and I'm so grateful for their support. Mainly the people in voiceovers that know are other women that have gone through this journey and they just completely get it. They'll send me texts checking in, reminding me that there's a finish line and that I'm badass. I'm so grateful for those little reminders. I know there will come a time when I'll come out, so to speak. But for now, I need to be focused and present. I don't want to answer questions or feel as though people are worried about me. The process of deciding who to tell and not to tell is somewhat daunting. I remember early on sharing the news with my voiceover coach, Jody, and telling her how some mom friends responded. They cried and freaked out, Jody. She said, You don't have to tell anyone. It's no one's business but yours. Well, I didn't feel as though I needed permission to be quiet. I think at that time in my life, I still was looking for permission. Jody gave that gift to me. When you have a cancer diagnosis, at least when I first had my diagnosis and was going through treatment, not only is it surreal because you're transforming physically so quickly, but there's an inner transformation that unfolds as well. One moment, you can be calm and present. The next moment, you can feel as though you're being swallowed up by grief. I didn't know which Tina I'd wake up to each day, the calm or the anxious version. So that made it easy for me to decide to tell as few people as possible. And the absolute fatigue I'd feel after chemo also made it easy for me to be quiet. I literally had no energy to talk which made it interesting for me when working. I remember recording automobile spots and the direction from the client being high-energy, excited, and feeling anything but that. And of course, the client wanted the files recorded ASAP. It was the second day after my chemo, my ultimate low day. I walked into the booth, pulled up the script on my monitor, and jumped up and down to try to change my state of mind. Luckily, I was only recording three lines. I was exhausted and reading quickly to just make it through the copy. The spots needed to be read fast, so my pacing was on. After each take, I'd lean against the wall and bite my tongue to stay present. I felt as though I could just fall to the floor. Instead, I gulped my water, completed three more takes, and took my laptop to my bed to edit the files. I never knew a 15-second spot could feel so laboring. 
Thankfully, the client was happy with the file I sent, and I found myself in a deep sleep after the files were delivered. There's so much this journey is teaching me. How close death is for all of us. How nothing really matters when you don't have your health. And the unspoken tragic stories we all carry as we march on our life path. As I'm easing up on myself, bringing in a gentleness I never did before, I'm also trying to ease up on others. Thankfully, voiceovers are mostly a job I do solo. I'm behind the mic, like I am now, alone with the words. That said, last Friday, I not only had an audition at a casting office, but an actual job at a studio. Yikes. I made an appointment at the wig place for them to style this wig and put it on me. I still don't feel confident placing a head of real human hair on my bald head. Lizzie, the stylist, cut my hair short when I found out chemo was on the table. She even shaved my head before my second treatment. I had no desire to deal with bunches of hair in my shower. I trust her, and her demeanor is calming and present. She washed my wig, blew it out, and ran a straightening iron through it. When I looked in the mirror, it was styled and placed way better than I could. But yet, I still feel as though I'm playing dress-up when I have it on. As I walked down Lexington Avenue toward my audition, I thought everyone knew I was wearing a wig. But the lovely thing about New York is that everyone is so consumed in their own world. Thank God for iPhones. Just about every pedestrian that passed me was either talking to someone on their iPhone or FaceTiming someone. Can we stop that FaceTiming, by the way? That's annoying. Or taking photos with it. When I arrived at my audition, I didn't see any fellow voiceover actors, and I was grateful. Well, I guess the wig looked semi-real. The color's slightly darker, and my face, it's a little bloated from the steroids I'm on. The casting director was about to take lunch. I didn't recognize her. She took me into the studio quickly to read my copy. I glanced at it and did my thing. As she gave me directions through the headphones, you know, I wear these headphones, I'm in the booth, she's out in the studio area. I was careful, so careful not to move the wig as I listened to her suggested adjustments. The audition was all about five minutes, and I was off to my booking. Before I headed over to my actual voiceover gig, I ran into Chase Bank to deposit some checks. I was sweating, menopause, right? And I wanted to pull the wig off. I just wanted to yank it off my head. Instead, I proceed to take off all the layers I was wearing so that I was just left with a t-shirt and sweats. The teller took my checks, and as she was processing them, she said to me, I love your hair. Why can't I ever just say thank you to someone and shut up is beyond me? I smiled and responded quickly, it's a wig. I gathered all my stuff strewn all over the floor and left the bank. The teller looked a little confused. I never would have rushed out of there so hastily, but all appropriate manners are out the window when you're feeling like an alien living in foreign territory in your own body. The actual booking was with producers that I have a history with. Since their studio was quiet and it was obvious that I looked different, I shared the news with them right when I arrived. Wouldn't you know it, their sister went through the same journey. It felt good to feel their support, as well as know they'd keep the news confidential. I felt as though I could exhale 
and just be for a moment in front of others. This interaction was a complete 180 from the way I was acting and feeling with a bank teller. I'm constantly a walking contradiction, going from either feeling an odd sense of freedom to feeling terror and waves of emotion. Hmm. I'm Tina Zaremba. I'm searching for strength, grace, and trust. You've been listening to Chemo Stories. <laughs>